launched this company, guys, back in 2015 after a, a long stint, not a stint, actually a tenure at Microsoft, almost two decades. He launched the company called Comico, which is helping folks enrich their CRMs. It's a plugin. It really, it's an add-on to CRMs. It's complimentary, not competitive. They're up to 10 people now full-time based up there in Seattle, doing about 60 grand per month. They get to that number because they've got about 2,000 employees across a, a large set of customers using their tool, and they charge about 30 bucks a seat. So it's about 60 grand in MRR, did about 120 grand last year, hoping to hit that million dollar annual run rate by the end of 2017. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 746. Coming up tomorrow morning, Derek joins us. He is a six-figure poker player who quit to launch his own agency. Why did he quit such a lucrative poker game for a startup? Hello, everyone. My guest today is Hal Howard. He is the founder of a company called Comico. Now, before that, he was a leader of the Microsoft Dynamics ERP development team from 2004 to 2014. So he's seen it. He's been there. He's done that. Hal, are you ready to take us to the top? Sounds great. Let's do it. Very cool. So tell us, uh, start from the beginning. Uh, tell us first what Comico does, and let's hear about how you exited Microsoft and got into it in the first place. Sure. Comico is a sales intelligence tool that basically helps our customers understand what engagements with customers are working. It uses a combination of sort of data mining, machine learning techniques to understand what patterns of engagement with a customer are working. And it does it by going directly to primary data sources, not just your CRM, but things like email, calendar, phone logs, et cetera, to understand what's going on. Do you do you pay for kind of other data sources just to check that, like full contact, clear bit, things like this? We have integrations with all of those kinds of services as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and quickly, what is your revenue model? Uh, it's a subscription service. It's cloud service, classic you know, user per user per month type fees. SaaS. Yep. Yeah. All right. Take us back to the the launch story here. 2014. You're, it sounds like you're killing it at Microsoft. You're you're having a ton of fun there. What was what was it like working there? And then why'd you leave? Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at my history at Microsoft, I mean, I was there for 20 years and worked on essentially four version one products. Uh, and I like sort of building things and, and building things from scratch. And in 2014, we had reached a point with the Dynamics ERP business where I felt like, hey, I had a great team around me, people that were, were capable of moving the business forward and keeping going forward. And I was interested in starting over again and building something new. So, uh, you know, I looked at opportunities to do that within Microsoft felt like the best opportunities existed outside and so founded my own company and uh, and went went for it you could have done anything why choose this concept well essentially you know my time in business applications i became convinced that there were a lot of new technologies that weren't being exploited very well in business apps you know business applications typically are you know form uh, in front of a database with some kind of a report being run at the end of the day and most uh, users of business apps view them more as a burden than an actual benefit, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a salesperson and you have to do a bunch of data entry in the CRM, you don't love your CRM system, right? And, and that sort of stuff. But it should be something that helps you day-to-day -day understand what's working with the customers. And so the whole, down, uh, you know, whole idea behind Comico is to do that, is to make it useful for the people that actually use it. And what's the average customer paying you? Uh, average customer pays anywhere from 30 to $35 per month per user. Uh, and, uh, you know, a good... 
customer for us is, you know, we have customers ranging from three users up to 500. Got it. How many total users are there kind of across all your paid accounts? Like, are we talking 10,000, 100,000, a million? Uh, 2,000 at the moment and growing every day. Okay. So, so there's 2,000, just to make sure I break this down, right, there's basically 2,000 seats is the term, right? 2,000 seats right. across how many businesses? Around uh, 50 businesses in total. That's great. And so, so obviously you launched that in 2014. You just told me your, your per sheet price was on the low end, kind of 30, 30 bucks. You have 2000. Yep. So what you're doing a minimum of 60 grand per month right now. Something like that, right around there. Tell, yeah. tell me more about the team kind of makeup. So, so you launched again, uh, back in, uh, tw you launched it right after you left Microsoft, right in 2014. Uh, I took a few months off to, to consider various ideas and then uh, basically founded the company in February of 15. Um, so yeah, we've been at it uh, two, two and a half years now. Well, let's be honest. You convinced yourself that when you left Microsoft, you were going to just vacation the rest of your life and you're sitting in <laughs> Boca and go, okay, I can only have so many Coronas and limes and I can only lay in the sun so long. I want to get back into it. Right. It, it was Venice, but yes, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much the same idea. On, yeah. It's pretty I impressive. I can basically guess almost exactly what happened. Right. So 2015. And what are you at today in terms of your team size and help me understand the makeup? Yeah, the team is pretty small. We're actually only 10 people. The, the, the advantage of, you know, cloud services today is you don't have to have huge infrastructure and huge teams to actually build a significant product. So it's, uh, we're, uh, we're 10 people today and, you know, we'll grow a little bit over the coming year or whatever else as, as customer demand grows. But, How many uh, engineers? Uh, eight. Okay. So, and are yeah. you the kind of engineering co-founder or are you the business kind of co-founder? Uh, both. <laughs> the reality is, is that uh, my co-founder and I both do uh, a lot on the sales side, and we also do product uh, engineering work as well. Are you actually writing writing out code each day? Uh, not me. Uh, the team does that. It's been a while since I wrote code for a living, but I do a lot of the design work and sort of idea ideation around the product, that sort of thing. This is a very, very uh, fragmented uh, and competitive space, right? Uh, you see a company like Tout App, which just sold for a not so good number. Uh, you you have other kind of companies that are raising money, like Pipe Drive, right? Nineteen million, I think. Uh, Steli with yep. close. I mean, there's tons, right? Do you see yourself playing in the CRM space, or are you a customer? of the CRMs. In other words, you're just, you're just going to enrich the CRMs. Yeah. Right now we see our app as complementary to CRM. We don't see ourselves replacing something like Salesforce, for example. Uh, we, we, uh, we actually partner with Salesforce uh, and most of our companies, actually, uh, most of our customers actually have Salesforce and uh, we're complementary to it. Uh, now, we're driving a lot of value there. Will the value equation shift over time uh, between what we charge for our app and what Salesforce is able to charge for theirs? Maybe. You know, that, that's typical when you commoditize the, the platform layer or something as the price does drop. But Salesforce mm -hmm. done a good job of maintaining their value and their and their price points. So but just to be clear, will will you ever have people coming to you? Like I see your, some of your customers listed here. Like let's say uh, Far East Hospitality, right? When yeah. they when they come to you, are they saying, "How help me understand why to use you instead of PipeDrive?" Like are they comparing you in their CRM decision, or is it a different decision set? It's a it's it's a different decision set. They've already probably decided on the base CRM system, like how they're going to manage opportunities and that sort of stuff. What they're looking for is intelligence beyond that. Right, is what, what actual, in, you know, the, in, in Far East case in particular, they're a hospitality organization, runs a big hotel group. We're currently working with the corporate bookings group there that, that has all their relationships with the corporate clients and so on. And so managing the relationship with those corporate clients, what's working, what isn't, what patterns of engagement work, that's what they're looking for. Got it. Makes good sense. Let's jump more into the kind of the economics here. So in a space like this, churn can sometimes be high. What do you guys at in terms of gross monthly churn? 
we don't we we don't lose customers right we're at a point in our in our evolution where we don't lose customers we've lost in total over the history of our company four customers and it was one was acquired and therefore it uh, wasn't a, a candidate anymore one had a huge management changeover and the other two were early day stuff where we were uh, testing with them and decided to not support the scenario that they were uh, they were working on what are you uh, it's not easy to get 2000 seats sold what are you doing to acquire new customers what's your cac yeah, up until the end of last year, it was purely inbound. Like we were essentially listed in App Exchange and, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, on our own website and that sort of stuff. People were coming to find us. You know, fortunately, um, uh, my co-founder and I have a pretty good network of contacts from all the big businesses we've touched over time, and uh, and so we uh, we were able to drive a lot of business just by inbound people referring, reaching out to us, that sort of thing. Uh, earlier this year, we did start uh, an outbound campaign. We've really uh, found a lot of success in the customer success account management space, uh, and we're recently launched a partnership uh, effort with Gainsight, where we're integrating with them. And, uh, and what's it uh, cost you to do that? Cost. It doesn't cost us anything. It's a you know in terms of uh, I mean it costs us in terms of development dollars, but there weren't any it wasn't any expenditure to go into Gainsight. They didn't pay us. We didn't pay them. We're just working together. Okay, and what value do they get? Uh, essentially, if you look at what Gainsight does, it's a customer success tool, and primarily they're focused on on uh, how the customer engages with the product uh, uh, and the, the work you're doing there and net promoter scores and so forth, whereas we focus on the people-to-people -people engagement component of it. So they're building a platform for customer success. Our component of the platform, which is you know the people-people uh, metrics really, uh, really help enhance the value proposition of their overall solution. Mm -hmm. so. Makes good sense. Did you decide to bootstrap this thing or have you guys raised capital? We did raise a little capital, so we did a initial friends and family round, and then we did a seed round last year um, uh, in August, uh, led by an organization called Founders Co-op here out of Seattle, and uh, and so we have raised a little capital. But How much also, total? Uh, what was it? About two million in total. Okay, got it. All yeah. convertible notes, or have you been priced yet? Uh, so we priced the the seed round. Uh, the initial round was convertible notes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Makes good. Wait, you priced your seed round, but the round after that was convertible notes. No, 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 the round before that, the, okay. the initial rental round was all convertible notes because, of course, we had no idea what the company was worth at that time. Yeah. That sort of stuff, and then we chose to price the seed round. Uh, what's your uh, What's your What will make you really happy in terms of a revenue target for 2017? If we exit 2017 at you know million uh, you know ARR, I'd be happy. Right, that's that's 18 months from the time we initially launched the product or started commercializing to get to a million. That's a pretty good benchmark for a SaaS company these yeah, days. That'd be about 88 grand in December of 2017. You're currently at 60 grand halfway through the year. Yeah, that's right. So I think we'll hit that mark. It's just a matter of uh, of driving hard to to get there. And yeah. what what'd you do in total 2016 revenue? 2016 was like we barely started. We were, we exited the year at like 15 grand in revenue. So I mean, what was the total though? If you add up your just your to literally you're filing a tax, your 20 uh, 120. No, less, okay, got it. Yeah, so you grow, grow, growing rapidly, which is always a good thing. And then, do you have any any weird costs you put above the line? What's your gross margin? Uh, we don't have any weird costs we put above the line, basically. So, uh, you know, gross margin costs us. You know, right now, even at subscale sort of uh, scenarios. You know, maybe eight nine dollars to host uh, each each uh, uh, tenant. 
and you know at a 30 to 35 dollar price we've got a pretty good gross margin so what average that out for me i mean are you talking like 80 percent 85 percent 70 percent we're probably more like 75 percent gross margin right yeah. now that will obviously get better with time because you have a fixed cost structure built in there but absolutely and we're not you know the cluster you obviously have to stay a little bit ahead of where customers are but we you know initially we're way ahead of where customers are and the cost has been dropping as we get up to scale if uh if benioff reaches out to you and says we love this or clear bit or full contact and, and writes you a two million dollar check do you sell two million dollars yeah. i don't think so <laughs> what, what would the number be uh, well, I'd say, you know, based on our last financing round, it would have to be at least 25. So, uh, you know, and that, you know, and, uh, how do you get to you 25 know? based off your last financing round? Do you, what multiplier are you doing? Well, I'm, you know, the last financing round, the post money, uh, number was around $11 million. So we'd want to at least double that for our investors. Got it. You said post money was 11 or pre money? Post money was 11. Post money. And you raised, you said 1.5. Yeah. 1.5. Yeah. So you're pre what? 9.5 or nine, something like that. Yeah. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings, it would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly, I schedule. And you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar. So all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch so that can be very efficient. It's so critical. I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling to do this at nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders. Helps you look very professional. So go to nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule to sign up and you get a great deal. You know, you guys know this. I hit people hard. I make great deals. And Gavin, the CEO, has given us a great deal. If you sign up like normal people, okay, on their website, you only get a 14-day free trial. If you use my link, nathanmica.com forward slash schedule, you get 45 days free. Okay, it's the best. It's free. Go to nathanmica.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up. And I'll see you there. Yeah, very cool. Good stuff, Hal. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Execution, Larry Bosity. Because uh, without execution, there's nothing. Num I like that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Well, I had the good fortune of, uh, of working with Satya Nadella day to day uh, before he was the CEO of Microsoft and admiring quite a bit. So I'd say he's probably the, the number one guy that I've had the most chance to work with. Obviously, Bill Gates uh, uh, before him and Steve Ballmer had a chance to both work with both of them. Not as closely as Satya, but uh, certainly uh, had, a, had a good chance to work with them. And then as far as people to admire, Elon Musk is pretty well near the top of the list, I think, for the audacity of that guy. Did you know so. Satya was going to was gonna be the next CEO? I mean, did you know early on? 
I think 10 years ago, I had a pretty good idea that he was he was going to going to be one of the contenders, at least there were many great candidates within the company. And certainly he was one of the best. Yeah. All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool like HostGator? Our favorite online tool, uh, you know, uh, HostGator. Or just any uh, online sure. tool. Yeah, any any online tool. Um, I don't really have a favorite online tool, I don't think. What's one you use the most? Uh, the one one I use the most is actually because of my wine uh, uh, collection and so forth. A, a service called Benfolio. They they uh, it's a, a seller management tracking software, basting notes and that sort of stuff. Number four. So, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, usually about six, actually, uh, and that's pretty normal for me. In college, it was more like three, and six is like feels like a luxury. <laughs> What's your current situation? How are you married? Single? Do you have kids? Uh, married two kids, uh, you know, one in college, one in high school. And, uh, yeah, we're having a great time. And how old are you? I am 49. We'll be 50 this year. La year. Congratulations. Last question. Take us back 29 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Don't worry, man. It, it, everything's going to work out just fine. As 20 year old, I was like, so, so, so focused and driven on, uh, on a bu bunch of stuff that wasn't that important. And, uh, and you know, it's all going to work out if you just keep at it. So there, uh, there you guys have it from, from Hal. Do not worry. Loosen up a little bit, drink some wine, have some fun, go to Boca <laughs> or Venice. <laughs> Guy, he launched his company guys back in 2015 after a, a long stint, not a stint, actually a tenure at Microsoft, almost two decades. He launched the company called Comico, which is helping folks enrich their CRMs. It's a plugin. It really, it's an add on to CRMs. It's complimentary, not competitive. They're up to 10 people now full time based up there in Seattle doing about 60 grand per month. They get to that number because they've got about 2000 employees across a, a large set of customers using their tool and they charge about 30 bucks a seat so it's about 60 grand in mr did about 120 grand last year hoping to hit that million dollar annual run rate by the end of 2017 again churn super healthy other economics too early to tell hal thank you for taking us to the top all right thank you Nathan. if you enjoyed hal today go back and listen to jose yesterday i asked jose a simple question i said jose you're killing it with 1.5 million dollars in revenue are you going to replace powerpoint <laughs>